0: Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Miss Lolita, personnel director. This is Tanil, our technical director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. The exciting part tonight, we want to... Introduce our guest. He was there last week. We had excellent uh, people listening. It was just exciting. Learned some things, too. His name is Ricardo Cordu. Ricardo, good day to you, my friend. Glad you are here again. So happy to have you here. Yes, thank you so much. His Glad to be here. includes a graduate, High Point University. He's a professional life coach, founder of Cordu Productions, business consultant, works with Newtown Macon. They're a big program here that uh, calls the making to bring in businesses, all types of activities they have for people. Just a wonderful program here. He works with yeah. them. An author of Rise Up and Pray. And with that, we have the book here. Mr. Corlo, how can they obtain a copy of the book, which is excellent to read?
1: Uh, all they have to do is actually go to www.diligentforlifeglobal.com. Diligent, the number four, life global.com and uh, order your copy there
0: if they want to contact you as a life coach what should be the process for that the same email or another number would you prefer
1: uh, you actually can uh, go to my website and the contact c- click on the contact tab and send me a message
0: I've been to your website or oh, about I don't know eight nine ten times and it's exciting to see that a young man doing well we thank God for that. So, what we're talking about tonight is the book, Rise Up and Pray. And you know, Brother Cordu, I was checking some statistics today and I was shocked to find out that the Ellis Research Program says that pastors spend 30 minutes a day praying. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's part. You mentioned last week about the lack of prayer, and if mm-hmm. the pastors aren't praying, Wow. What do you think about that?
1: So it's a tragedy, uh, to know that somebody who is, um, proclaiming the gospel and being able to speak, uh, want to really hear from God and be able to to deliver a message of clarity, uh, where people can hear truth. Uh, prayer is a necessity for daily victory. And, uh, 30 minutes. I understand if you're just starting off in prayer and, and you, you really don't know how to pray and it's over time, you'll begin to learn how to pray. Um, but for me, uh, I, I love uh, Smith Woodworth where he talks about, I don't go no more than 15 minutes. I don't pray. I don't pray for three or four hours a day, but I don't go no longer than 15 minutes uh, without praying or saying something to God out loud. Wow. And so wow. um, that, Prayer is is such a uh, a weapon, um, and once you understand how how much power uh, our mouth is, how our tongue speaking words of change and impact, and speaking the word of God, uh, you become addicted uh, to praying, to confessing, to decreeing, to declaring, uh, so you can see God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's a it's a necessity.
0: The book Rise Up and Pray. Ricardo, what was the most exciting chapter for you in writing that book?
1: Besides all of it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I I would say uh, day one. Uh, Day one was the most exciting because I know that if somebody begins the process, I I, I put a point in there where I have people decree and declare things um, out loud several times throughout the day. And I know uh, that first battle, that first fight, uh, being able to open your mouth and have confidence in the things that you're saying, um, understanding that the word over time will begin to build your faith, uh, your authority, your willingness to open your mouth. Uh, you have that first uh, that first time period where it just really your, your flesh is fighting against you because truth is coming out of your mouth. And your flesh is like, what are you doing? You're you're, calling, you're causing chaos. What is going on? And, and so that first chapter allows you to begin the process of freeing yourself.
0: I want to go back to that statistic I mentioned earlier about the pastors. I mentioned 30 minutes of prayer, but in fact, Ellis Research breaks that down a little bit more for us. And it says they're spending five minutes in confessing sins, eight minutes in quiet time. So really wow. only 15 minutes of actual prayer. Wow, Ricardo, just 15 minutes. And that's the pastors. Gracious. What is your thoughts on that again?
1: Wow. Um, uh, What I would say is there's no there's no um, nothing in the Bible says, oh, you need to pray uh, 30 minutes a day or hour a day or two hours a day. But there is some examples in the Bible. Um, I would say the first example is Jesus, when he was out praying, he went and prayed for an hour. Uh, He told Peter and them to to stay here and I'll be back. Uh, He prayed. He came back, checked on them. They were sleepy, woke them up, went back again and prayed again. And um, even with uh, Daniel, just that morning, noon and night, he would pray. At certain times he would pray. You know, I I would say, unfortunately, uh, our Christian, uh, being a Christian, uh, we pray the least. Our Muslim brothers and sisters and some of the other people, they pray uh, for hours throughout the day. They they take off their jobs, they take off their business, and they shut everything down and they pray. And for us to have uh, such a clear message for change in our community, uh, we know the answer. We're serving the one true God. Like, And for us not to really take advantage of knowing God in prayer, and opening doors uh, that are unseen and seen, uh, to be able to see the, the, the sick race uh, be healed and, and, and f- for finances to be restored to our kingdom, to our lifestyle so we can do good in the community. Uh, it's, it, it really is important for people to really begin to wake up to know that there is something that is missing in their life and that is prayer.
0: Rise and pray. We talked about last week about a quick recovery. That was that really caught my attention. A quick recovery. Talk about that again for us, too, please.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so um, I want to uh, read a scripture real quick um, in Psalm six, uh, verse um, three or, or verse, uh, uh, verse two through three. It says, have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? How long? And if you skip down, it says um, I am worn out from my groaning all night long. I flood my bed with weeping and drench my my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. And so I want you as as you're listening to me begin to uh, speak about that. I want you to understand that in that secret place is your superpower, Uh, that alone time uh, confessing out loud, asking God, hey, God, you know, I feel like I've been misused. I feel like I've been uh, 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 not only misused, but I feel like that what I'm doing is is sabotaging me uh, from growing. And, and, and doing the things I'm called to do. And, and why did that person uh, do that? Why did they plan and plot against me? Why did they do that for? You know, and, and so in that mindset, you have to learn how to break from it. Your emotions, your emotional agonies, your emotions. My, my mentor always talks about this. He talked about your emotions is just a signal, it's just a sign for you to understand that something either right is happening, something wrong is happening. And how are you going to receive that internally? Are you going to take that for, okay, I see that something happened that was wrong. How can we solve this problem? And in prayer, all you're doing is confessing to God. You're coming to God and saying, God, I see that this person really tried to snare me. They tried to trap me, right? But then the scripture says, oh, Lord, how can I how can I get over this? How can you help me and protect me uh, from my enemies? How can you shield me? And you put that shield up and you put that sword up. You put that the the, the head of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness and all these different things. These are tools. These are are tools for you to war uh, that will allow you to bump off whatever is coming your way. So if you agitate your hurt. Your anger, your depression, all that stuff by praying and confessing. What happens is you begin to build yourself up to be able to take that first step of freedom.
0: Very good. Friends, if you're just tuning in, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches podcast, a weekly podcast, live broadcast. We need you to remember you're not forgotten. Those who feel disenfranchised, wounded and hurt situations, issues that, that devastated you had a major effect on you. You're not forgotten. We're here to reach out to you with three things. Reconciliation, healing, and forgiveness. Brother Ricardo, you're talking to someone tonight who's been hurt through church situations, and they stopped going to church. They are under 30 years old. They're in their late 20s. They've been hurt, church issues. They stopped going. What would you say to them?
1: I would tell them that I understand um, why you took this season to retreat. Uh, I understand that um, that hurt discouraged you, but it's time to stand up and shake that off of you because I just want to let you know that somebody is waiting for you uh, to tell your testimony so that they can be healed, so they can be encouraged, uh, so that they could take those necessary steps uh, to help them get to wherever they're called to be. And I would tell you that not only um, was that a trick of the enemy for you to become stagnant in your growth, stagnant in your progression, but it was also an attack on your ministry and your calling. And so uh, the way you internalized that, and you said, I'm going to stay home. If you stop working on yourself, then that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to stop working on yourself and get in bed and refining yourself. It's true. a trap. It, it really is a trap. And 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 you can't you, you cannot accomplish anything without being tested, whether it's somebody despitefully using you, whether finances come up, whether it's health, where uh, whether it's freak accidents. Is always something that's going to try to stop you from prevailing, from going forward. And you cannot become a champion without a challenge.
0: We talked about self-sabotage last week, and that was really exciting to me. So, first of all, what is it? And second, can a person know if they are being sabotaged by their own selves?
1: Uh, self-sabotage is when you stop uh, yourself, either whether it's fear, uh, whether it's uh, uh, um, uh, uh, unclarity of what you're called to do and to do, um, you stop yourself from fulfilling what God has called you to do. And that's considered self-sabotage to me. That's my that's my definition. OK. Um, and what happens is that self-sabotage um If you are somebody who does not take time in prayer or if you're not somebody who is a goal setter or uh, have people around you that can hold you accountable for what you said you're called to do and what your call and what your mission is in life, then it's it's easy for you to miss it. But when you become clear in prayer, when you ask God this simple prayer, this is this is this is really a simple prayer. God, show me what should I do in life? Give me clear direction. Whether it's somebody telling me, whether I hear it, whether I read it from the scripture, I guarantee if you continue to keep saying that, God will show you who you are in the mirror. Um, He'll he'll inspire you by somebody coming in your life, um, or he'll inspire you by a message that you might listen to. It's something that will change in you that will inspire you to take that next chance uh, to keep going in life. For our I director, question. any questions or comments coming in? I sure did. Um, Mr. Cordew, you mentioned earlier, you were talking about our emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you distinguish your emotions from reality? Because mm-hmm. they're real. How can you distinguish that? So, so, emotions are real, and reality is real, too, also. Um, reality, uh, to me, is... You understand that, okay? I'm. The reality is that this person did hurt me. That's the reality right. of it. That's reality. And okay. right now, my emotions are out of control. I'm okay. feeling the hurt. I'm feeling the pain. I'm I'm feeling disgusted. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm all these things internally. Externally, I see that this person, despitefully, you misused me and mistreated me. But internally, that's the problem. You have to begin to understand that that internal fight, that internal uh, uh, battle that you're facing is the battle between peace and clarity, because with clarity, God gives you direction. If you're angry, uh, disheartened, broken hearted, it's going to be hard for you to have clarity and direction of what you're supposed to do next. How are you supposed to handle it? That's why I talked about emotions earlier. Your emotions, you, your emotions are really just a signal. It's just a signal to give you, OK, I see that this could this is hurting me. OK, that's an, that's a signal. OK, I need to realize that I need to recover. I need to recover. I need to do things that make me happy. I need to do the things that make me feel healed and feel whole. I need to do that. That's exactly what I do. I need to take my time to do that versus bleeding while trying to lead. Mm. Very good.
0: We mentioned last week about so unforgiveness can be a trap
1: for people. It definitely can be. Mm
0: -hmm. That was ironic in that if he can't trap you with adultery or drugs, he can use that because a trap is a trap no matter what the label is. Am I correct?
1: That's right. You're, You're definitely right. Um, I, I like how Mark talks about, uh, um, or bring it to me, Holy Spirit, where it talks about, you know, faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God of, uh, if you speak to that mountain and be thou removed and be thou trapped in the sea, but, uh, seek not your heart. I'm trying to get it. It's going to come to me as mm-hmm. I keep speaking. But there's a part in there that says on that next verse that talks about how, if you, uh, if you have anything in your heart, mm-hmm. go get it right. Because if you're asking for God to do something in your life, until you clear your heart, that anger, that hurt, that pain, it's God won't answer your prayers. Your 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 uh, your accomplishments, your dreams, your desires, all those things will be halted until you become healed. Because so what will happen is, I, I see a lot of people. What happens is they're not healed, so they're hurting, right? And so they're bleeding on people. They're disrespecting people. Uh, they're trying to accomplish things, uh, but they're dropping it. They're dropping what was supposed to be successful and supposed to change a community, change a church, change a ministry, change their family, empower them. They drop it. They and they do more damage because they didn't take the time to become healed in time, inside.
0: We mentioned last week, stumbling versus ability. What uh, can you expand on that a bit? Stumbling versus ability.
1: Yes. So um, I always like talking about that because um, when you are doing things in your own strength, what happens is you're you're stumbling. You'll you'll stumble when you start doing your own things. And 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 not only will you will you stumble, you'll realize that you'll get frustrated quicker uh, that the grace, uh, the grace that you would have if you were doing the right thing uh, in life, what will happen is your the grace won't be there. Uh, you'll see that you'll become hurt even more because mm-hmm. you're trying to do it so much on your own. Some people become sick from it. Some people get taken out from it. Some people become financially uh, um, um, strapped from it. It's so much that when you do it in your will and not put God in your will, then what happens is you begin to stumble but when god, when you when you switch it, you pivot, you say, "God, I'm going to do this because you called me to do this." As you're growing and you're going through it, you're going to have challenges because you can't have challenges to become a champion. You have to have challenges, and that challenges the enemy. sometimes the the enemy is somebody who was sent there to 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 mess with your emotions. That uh, emotion could be somebody like, I can't stand her. I can't stand him because they keep on every time I'm trying to move forward. It seems like they got something to say about what I'm, t- I'm doing. Why can't they just be like everybody else? They're not supposed to be like everybody else. They're sent there to distract you. They're sent there to stop you from going forward. But what happens if you take the time to ask God, God, give me clarity on how to handle this. How do I pivot, God? How do I put this person in? How do I get other people to 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 help me and protect me to have my back to go forward, to push forward? Who do I have pushing me forward and not uh, using somebody to stop me so I can stumble and retreat? Help me with that.
0: All right. Here's a question we have, Ricardo. If a person you mentioned having God's grace. And he's empowering us. If we have all that, does a person have to stumble and fall in sin?
1: Definitely not. Um, if they're quick to repent. If they're not, if, 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 if they're because we all fall short, okay. we 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 sin, um Sometimes you can do all things that you think that you're doing right in God. You think you think the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you in every single way. But sometimes you don't deal with people the right way. Sometimes you might speak to somebody and they might think that you curse them out. It, it, it's it, it's you are offending people. Don't even know you're offending people. You're just trying to do the things that you're called to do. You're doing it in your in what you think God is giving you to move forward in. And it's not that you will fall it's that if you're not quick to repent if you're not quick to spend time in prayer if you don't have people to hold you accountable uh for your stuff your weaknesses uh what happens is then you could fall it's, it's a it's a high probability if you don't have that around you to help you go forward and move forward to keep you accountable that's why it's always good to have leaders and mentors like you all have podcasts like this to hold people accountable mentally emotionally To make sure, like, am I approaching life the right way? Am I doing the right things to help me grow?
0: All right. So. Tonight, if I go home. And the enemy tempts me to do wrong. Do can I get the power to say no or does he have power to cause me to do wrong?
1: Whatever you decide in your heart will happen. And why why I say that is if the enemy tempts you, you have the word you can use to cast it down. Whether it's a thought, and usually it starts as a thought. It's usually not somebody else. It's usually your own thoughts. Um, That's the first battle, your thoughts. If you become a master at casting out things that are not clear, uh, uh, when I say clear, if you know it's a a thought about other women or if it's a thought about other men or if it's a thought about drinking or drugging, whatever it is that your weakness is, whatever your vice is, if you know it, you need to be able to do the things that you need to do to know to prevent it from happening. Um, You have to have you have to become disciplined. Um, This is not an easy battle. Um, If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody everybody would be serving God full heartily if it was easy. But since it's not easy, only few are chosen.
0: Friends, our time is gone, but I do want to get Ricardo's feedback. Ricardo, what can we do better on this podcast? Give us some input. What could we do better on the podcast?
1: I, I, I feel I feel that the podcast has a clear message and it's really about, uh, people recovering, um, from hurt and from pain. Um, I, I would probably say, uh, I would probably bring some, uh, psychologists, um, that deal, uh, with pain, um, patients normally, uh, so that you can kind of get to know more about, you know, what those pains look like, uh, what's some, what's some, uh, physical approaches that you can do approach it to kind of over to, to get over it and what's some spiritual things that you can do to help yourself get over. It. I think you need a little bit of both of education you and you need uh, some more spiritual uh, guidance when it comes to that. Um, also, I would say that um, I love the, the platforms that you have. Um, I need you. I would probably suggest that you should focus in on uh, your true target market. So I, I know early I asked, Um, And you said 30 to 50. It's okay. There's there is I'm just in this area. There's over 80,000 people in this area that we're in. And I would go to tell you that there's 40 million (laughs) in other places uh, that you can who are in that age range, who needs that healing, who who needs that change. And Mm -hmm. um, don't feel bad if you don't hit the younger age, because that's that's not your message. That's not your message.
0: Again, the book is Rise Up and Pray by Ricardo Cordu, and we thank him tonight for these past two nights being here with us. Friends, this podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God, those that are saved. Many have been wounded, and we are reaching out to you today. Let you know there's help and there's hope. Hurting is difficult. It's tough to serve God when you're hurting, when you're bleeding. God is able to help us to get past that hurt and to go on to healing via reconciliation, forgiveness, and those things that can perpetuate the love of God. May the Lord bless you. Have a good day.